Hello everyone. Welcome back and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week Jeff Glover and his coaches dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, Jeff is joined by Sue Warren and Eric Delgado, where they discuss database and prospecting strategies. Now, let's hear from Jeff, Sue, and Eric. We're going to have some fun now because when we, as I mentioned, put together all of the content, what's needed, what's happening in the industry, what's important to agents right now, how can we get agents ahead of the curve, how can we have everyone go back to their offices and in their markets and not just do a little bit better, but actually thrive and win in this new market. As you heard, I I listed the 13 traits of great listing agents. And so then once I identified the traits and what I've identified or what I've witnessed in great listing agents, I then went and looked for people that had those traits around the market and around the U.S. and Canada. And so that we do that each and every event. And so the reason why I do that is because it's one thing for me to stand up here and say, well, yeah, this is what we do and this is how this works. But you, there's several times, I'm sure, it's just human nature, nature when I make, make a point, you might think, well, you know, that's not really going to fit with my business or that wouldn't work in my town, which, by the way, of course, you know those are limiting beliefs. That's not usually the case. Um, it, it, the stuff that we use, I mean, we have now not hundreds, but thousands of success stories around North America using the Glover U system. So I know it works no matter where you're at. But I get it. Sometimes we need to hear it from other people to, to, to take action and say, okay, all right, I, I guess if, if she's having success with it, then, then I guess maybe I do have a chance at making this work. And so that's one of the benefits of why we do the panels, because I want to find people, whether they're in our system or not, that are having success in areas that match whatever the theme is or whatever the goal is of each and every one of these retreats. And of course, if you haven't figured it out by now, it's to put you in a position to take more listings than you've ever taken before. That's our goal. And so we have an opportunity to do that, and we're going to do so with this next panel. So if um, whoever's running the clock, since I haven't called them out here yet, I want to give them a full uh, 45 minutes. So if you could reset that back to 46 minutes, because by the time they get out here, it'll be uh, a minute or so. And if the rest of you could please join me in welcoming to the stage Miss Sue Warren, Andrew Pepper, Eric Delgado, and Jeff Nielsen. Come on out, guys. Welcome. All right. Welcome, welcome. So, Sue, we're going to start with you. Obviously, a lot of what we talked about today probably resonated pretty well with you because you when I think of a great listing agent in Ohio I mean you're one of the first people I think of so can you share with us a little bit about um, your background you know how long you've been doing it how many transactions you'll close this year just give us a little intro if you don't mind well first thank you so much for inviting me Jeff I'm truly honored to have been asked to be on the panel today 
I've been licensed for 22 years. Mm -hmm. I had a full-time job uh, up until 11 years ago, so I was building two businesses at the same time, mm -hmm. at which time I finally decided, okay, I'm doing enough in real estate. I can quit my other job and just you know, jump in full-time and help people. Yep. Um, I'm a solo agent. I don't have an admin, a buyer's agent, showing agent or anything. It's me, myself, and I. Yep. And I just love what I do and making people happy. And you will close how many transactions this year? At least 80. At least 80. Mm -hmm. No team, no admin, no nothing. And that's not just like a, a, a you know, well, I'm on track for, the, I mean, that, you've been closing 75 to 100 transactions a year the last five years, right? I mean, it's been, you've, you've had that pretty consistent business all along. Yeah, my goal has always been 100. The most mm -hmm. I've sold was 87. Last yep. year was 84 that I closed. Yep. Solo agent. I love that. So talk to us about, um, I know you're majority sellers, but you also work with buyers. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance your time between sellers and buyers? Because I know, you know you're like 55% sellers, 45% buyers. How do you manage that? Well, I have to be very organized. You know, I get up at the same time every day, 6 o'clock. I mm -hmm. work out three times a week. I'm at the office no later than 8.30 every day, whether I have appointments or not. Mm -hmm. I am at the office. I'm making phone calls. I make my priority list the night before, yep. and I time block. Taylor taught me how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, every half hour, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm on the phone in the mornings. I'm still working on... Just being on the phone in the morning, I still do some appointments in the morning, Jeff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Based on what the client's best time frame is. Yeah. So I'm still trying to get, you know, more organized with that. Well, the one thing that I know about you is that no matter what, because by the way, the reason why we say to not do appointments in the morning is because it takes a lot of discipline to prospect in the afternoon or in the evening. So I have no problem, by the way, and I'll, I'll make sure you understand we're on the same page with this. I have no problem with you showing a house or taking a listing in the morning, so long as you have the discipline to still get your prospecting in in the afternoon or the evening. The problem is 90% of agents don't have that discipline, and so therefore we just have to have a simple rule, no appointments in the morning. But you've got that discipline. I mean, you're, you're pretty disciplined with your time. And, you know, I know that we've been working together now for two years, three years, yeah, two to three years, and that's one thing that I've recognized about you and your business is your consistency. Right when you look at you know and, and I've been to your office a few times actually and I and I can just tell with with the way your schedule is is set up and the way your business is set up that you're there every day, mm -hmm. you know rain or shine doesn't matter what's going on and and you're still you're not working eighty hours a week I mean you have a life of balance as well right right and so Sometimes how do you Sometimes I'm at the office eighty hours a week yep. <laughs> processing <laughs> yes. the paperwork but it's not normally right you know, yeah from time to time. So when we talked on the phone, I, I said we were going to cover some of your sources of, of sellers and where you're generally where your business comes from. I know a lot of it comes from referrals and past clients, which is, you know, obviously in, in, you've been doing it full time for 11 years, right? So you're going to have pretty consistent past client sphere of influence, influence business after five or six years of doing this. Why do you think you get more than maybe the person next to you or the, or the, the other agents in the office that have been doing it also 11 years? really care about my clients. I develop a real strong trust 
they trust me. They, mm -hmm. I, they know that I care about them. Mm -hmm. It's never about me and how much is my commission check. It's always about my client. They come first under any circumstances. Um, I send handwritten Christmas cards every year, and I cannot mm -hmm. believe how many people call me. Oh, my gosh, it's your writing. I yep. address the envelope. Yep. I make a personalized message on the holiday card. And, you know, the easiest way, I did want to share this, the easiest way to do that when you have, you know, I have 2,300 people in my database and they all get a Christmas card. Well, how do you get all that done? Every time I have a closing, I do the Christmas card right then. Oh. <clears throat> and I have a file in my drawer. Yep, so you do five, so, you got all five years covered. I've got, yeah, I've got all my people and every year, you know, like before I came, I did 10 Christmas cards. Yep. And I just address them, I stamp them, put the return address label on it. It's my personal home. It's not yep. the office address. Mm -hmm. um, I write a message, but I don't seal the envelope in case there's a change in their family dynamic, mm -hmm. you know, that I have to change. Because I say, dear Joe, Mary, and mm -hmm. the kids, and I, I list the kids' names, even yep. the dogs' names, if they're real dog people. So I make it very, very personalized. Yeah. I know that you're, you're big on handwritten. I am very big on handwritten. And so in addition to the Christmas cards, is there anything else you do that's handwritten? Or, I mean, I, I would imagine that you have some sort of um, system or process or something when it comes to, you know, an anniversary or something that you see on social media, your clients, you know, celebrating something. If I see on Facebook that someone's had an anniversary, the dog died, you know, um, I've gone to calling hours for any of my clients. I try to go to all those. Mm -hmm. I send a sympathy card even for the dog or cat that passes away. Mm -hmm. And it's just those little things. You know, go to the dollar store. I buy 100 cards at a time and keep them on my desk. That way I don't have to go to the store all the time and get a card. Yeah. I just yeah. keep them in my, my well, office. What I'm hearing is, is, and a lot of people that haven't been doing this for a while, don't realize that you can get to a level to where you're the family realtor, just like the family mm -hmm. doctor or the family lawyer, or the family CPA, and, and that's what I know about your business, and that's what I'm hearing. You're very much becoming the family realtor, and you're part of their family. Yeah. And so, um, are there other things that you do as it relates to being the family realtor, or that, that, that ways or strategies that you use to make sure they understand that you're their realtor for life? You know, during the COVID, I called all my clients, everybody in my database, I gave them a care call. Mm -hmm. There is a time where it was a little bit slow, you mm -hmm. know, when COVID first hit. Now, in Ohio, we were still an essential business, so we could still work. But there is about two weeks where we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. So I just called everybody. How's your family? I keep notes in my um, database, which is actually an Excel spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. I don't really have a database. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't have a database until like five years ago, so I'm with so. you. Um, you know, I have a client event every year. I love Thanksgiving, so the Tuesday of Thanksgiving week, I hire the uh, Pininis, which is in Stowe. It's close mm -hmm. to the expressway. Uh, the last five years of clients gets an invitation. I personally call them. They get an email and a text from me to invite them. Yep. Uh, I drive an hour and a half each way to pick up pies. Yep. You know, and it's an open bar and food, and they bring their families with them. Yeah. And I get to know them from that event. Yep, yep. Which is really kind of And how long have you been doing that? This will be my fourth year. Fourth year doing that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. During COVID, we had to do drive-through for your pie, mm -hmm. you know, because I couldn't have anything. You just, like, kind of frisbee it to them? Yeah, they just pulled up. Roll down your window. Hey, how you doing? Here's the pie. You know, <laughs> yeah. I ask them ahead of time what flavor yeah. pie they like. Yep. 
you yeah. know, so that's even personalized. I just don't give them pumpkin. Yep. They get to choose. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. One of the things that you said to me on the phone, which I was a little surprised to hear this because, you know, the audience hears someone that's been in the business for so long. Well, of course they get a ton of business from their database and their sphere. And, you know, I'm not in that position yet. So this panelist doesn't bring me any value. But you also get a lot of business. You're also really good at putting new people in the funnel, like we yeah. talked about, through Internet leads, yeah. Zillow leads. So can you talk to us about your internet lead strategy? Because you're, you're really strong with internet leads. Yeah, I only advertise on Zillow. Mm -hmm. the, the key to Zillow is you have to answer your phone mm -hmm. when it rings. Yep. And that's whether it's Zillow or anybody that's calling you for that matter. I get so many compliments of people saying, oh, my God, you answered your phone? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you're calling me. Of course I'm going to answer the phone. Yeah. You know, and so when I get a Zillow lead, I just create a conversation with them. How long have you been looking for a home? And, you know, why are you looking now? Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't just, what house do you want to see? Okay, let's go. Or mm -hmm. are you pre-approved? Mm -hmm. I will meet them at the first home. Yep. And then I create a relationship with them. And okay, then so we get pre-approved. Got it. So you throw out some of the conventional wisdom of only show homes to, you know, pre-approved buyers. And you, you just have the strategy of just... Have a conversation to set an appointment and then figure that out later. Right. So you follow the appointment first method, essentially. Right. right? I mean, I speak to them about five or ten minutes on the phone mm -hmm. just to qualify them per yeah. se. Yeah. Um, and you'll give everyone a first, a first showing, a first shot. Oh, yeah. Which makes sense because even if somebody isn't approved right now, they will be at right. some point. You're going to be doing this for life. You're a realtor for life. They're going to be approved at some point. Give them a chance to, to get their credit back on track or give them advice to, to, to you know, buy their first home or whatever. You go meet with them. You make a great impression, and some of them buy from you, and some of them don't. Right. So how, how do you feel about the ones that don't or the ones that maybe weren't approved or that don't end up amounting, you know, turning into anything? Well, they go on my spreadsheet as a potential buyer, and yep. I stay in touch with them. I also mail out calendars, you know, the magnetic ones on the refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah, and those things work. They have to go on the sides of the fridge now, though. Right. You know, but yes. Because of the stainless steel. Yeah. You, you know they work because when you show houses, every house still has one of those somewhere, they right? Do. Even if it's not in the fridge, it's in the office or something like that. They do. Awesome. So um, you had a, a, on our prep call, you mentioned to me a story uh, about a, a Zillow call or a Zillow lead that you took that was interesting. Can you share that? So last year, I actually had two. I had a listing for $750,000, and I got a phone call that this client was moving here for his job, and he wanted to see this house. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, hmm, okay, well, in that case, I was like, are you pre-approved? Because, you know, the price of the home. Yep. But anyway, he uh, asked me if I could go video the house, of course. You know, I, I do a video for him, and I email it to me. He buys the house. Mm -hmm. So I'm a dual agent. I do practice dual agency. Mm -hmm. And then that seller, I sold them a house, and then they have now referred me to three other people to help. Yep. So it was really cool. And then I had another home that was listed for five fifty, and a Zillow lead, a buyer yep. purchased that as well. Yeah. So I had two transactions last year. I was dual agent from Zillow so leads. So Zillow leads are expensive, mm -hmm. but the ROI is there. Is, oh, my would, gosh, yeah. Would you say the ROI for you is on those immediate deals, or do you look at it as you, you have to look at the future business as well? It's current. You know, mm -hmm. I, have a, I always meet my ROI. You get it back in that first year. 
Yep, that's good. Not everyone does. Larger teams struggle with that because with agent splits and so forth, obviously the agents have to get paid, and then it ends up being, gosh, with the cost of Zillow leads, it's hard for teams to continue to spend on that. Right. Obviously, as a solo agent, uh, you don't have to split it with anybody, so you're, you're, you're able to, to, to keep your share. So talk to me about a little bit of um, your, your experience and obviously coming to our events and, and what you've gotten out of your coaching. When you think of, all right, what, what, if I'm in the audience and it's like, all right, this is my first, you saw 80% of the audience raise their hand when we asked first time at one of our events. Mm -hmm. What have you taken away and what have you implemented that's made a difference in your business? Well, the morning schedule, first and foremost, mm -hmm. you know, before I would just fly by the seat of my pants and just fill up my schedule with whatever phone call I got. Yeah. Now I try to protect that time yep. and try to be very consistent, like getting the office at the same time every day Yeah. and the time blocking, certainly. Yep. And I just love how your business is, Jeff, with you're out there in the trenches with us. Mm -hmm. You're selling and listing and yep. showing buyers. You yep. know what we're going through. And I love how you change your training based on the times. Yes. Yeah. I had, so, I had someone... Um, I don't remember what city it was like three weeks ago talking to me about how, you know, how our content changes based on what's going on. I said, well, can you give me an example of that? I, first of all, I know that, but I want to know what, what you've taken away from this. And they, and they shared a scenario of, well, at one, I think it was with, with Dan, maybe on his prep call. Um, two years ago, you were sharing to do this on social media. And then a year later, you said, stop doing that. It's not working. Do this instead. And it's real-time stuff, right? Which, obviously, when you're in a business that's moving so quickly, we have to be relevant, right? We have right. to stay relevant. Right. So, um, no, I, I appreciate it. Anything else that you want to add from your experience in working with us or anything that you'd make recommendation in terms of advice to our audience? You know, I just love coming to these events because I take a boatload of notes and you learn something. I mean, as long as I've been in the business, you think I know it all, right? Mm -hmm. You don't. Yeah. You hear something and you may forget about it, and you hear it again, and it finally sinks in, and then you can implement that in your business, and just in your whole life, in your personal life even. I mean, yeah. coming to your events have helped my personal life. Yeah, good. So it's just been a real blessing. Good, well thank you for, again for being here, Sue. Thank you. All right, let's hear it for her, nice job, thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Eric Delgado, tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been in the business, where you're from, um, any, anything that comes to mind? I've uh, been in the industry for 17 years, mm -hmm. uh, in real estate sales for 15. Yep. Uh, we practice real estate in, in Sherman Oaks, California, which is yep. Los Angeles. That's mm -hmm. a suburb of, of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, and your uh, production, your volume, what is that? Let's just hear that. Last year or this year? Whichever. Uh, so this year, the team will do something in the vein of about 325, uh, maybe 350 transactions. Uh, I'm down this year on my personal transactions. I'll, I'll probably do about 55. Historically, uh, I usually stay between 65 to 75. Yep. Um, and at an average of about 70 million plus or minus dollars on that production. In your personal volume, about 70 million, yep. um, which is nice. Obviously, having a great average sales price helps out. And your business is down because you've also been very involved in, in working with your team, right? right? Which, of course, is gonna take away from your personal production. That's how it works out. That's exactly right. So your team will do about 325 transactions this mm -hmm. year for, if, I, if my math is correct, based on your average sales price, about 285 million? That's correct. Yeah. Average, last year, the average sales price was 
861 for the team. Mine's higher. Mm -hmm. um, this year, at the beginning of the year, we were, the team was on pace to get to close to about a million. Um, I think we were all really looking forward to having the best year yet yep. this year. Uh, but things uh, drastically yeah. shifted and changed. I was going to say, what's happening, out, <laughs> what's happening in L.A.? You know, obviously, we're very heavy Midwest, but we have yep. people from all over North America. So mm -hmm. tell us what's happening in L.A. in the market. Same, L same thing you're hearing here? Yeah, I think for the most part across the board, we're all probably feeling the same thing. Mm -hmm. We are down something in the vein of about 5% in some of the outskirts mm -hmm. of, of the Los Angeles area. You, you could see about 8% down. Prices. Pricing, Oh, yes. good. So prices are starting to show up in the reports as being down. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, yep. and the challenge, too, is now when presenting and meeting the sellers, um, we, we really can't use the comps yep. from a month, two months, especially not three months ago. So we have to actively work with each other as brokers and, and call each other and ask, what do you want escrow for? Would you be kind enough? And before, you know, nobody really wanted to disclose. But now we, we all kind of have to cooperate with each other. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so. That's a real thing. Yep. So when we talked on the phone, um, and one of the reasons why you're up on this stage, because you know this is a big source of our business as well, yeah. your number one source of listing taken business mm -hmm. is expireds, withdrawals, which are also known as cancels, and circle prospecting. That's correct. So can you talk to us? We'll start with your expired strategy. Can you share with us your expired strategy? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, if I'm going to be 100% candid with my schedule, um, we pick up the expired lists, you know, from from Vulcan, um, yep. and we call them as as early as as your market allows you to. So whatever that looks like, we call really early. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm the first calling. I'm, I'm calling those uh, at the earliest I possibly can in yep. my market area. Sure. And um, wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> uh, we don't want to get in trouble. It's being um, recorded. Uh, hold on a second. We have to, everyone must abide by all TCPA regulations. Right. Do not call us. Right. Especially Go. when we do this at the, at the volume we do. In, in our area, Jeff, uh, there's and, and about 50 miles out anyway. The, no one lists and sells more relist or canceled or expired properties than we do. I mean, that's a fact. Yeah, and I that's actually that. how I, I built the team because yep. I've, I've been doing that um, and at a high level for since about 2014. Almost. So you've been teaching others how to do it? Yes. Well, that's how that the team got kind of started. Folks would compete against me, and, and, and this is exactly what they would say. They would call me and say, my name is such and such. Um, I competed against you on a, list, on a listing, and I thought I was going to get it, but you got it. Are you adding people to your team? And mm -hmm. so that's how yeah. we started building the team. On Hey, uh, there's an old saying, if you can't beat them, join them, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, uh, and you know, it, it wasn't something that I was interested in doing. I had just come off of uh, selling a franchise that I had built, and... Mm -hmm. I had a bad taste in my mouth on, on leadership, but um, you know, eight years later, we're back at that. Yep, yep. Um, but um, so if you're an expired in our area, or yeah. you already canceled, uh, you're gonna get a call from us as early as possible, whatever that's gonna be for you. Let's just, for sake of conversation, call that 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. um, and you're gonna, so you're gonna get a call at 8, 12, 4, and 8. So we use a third-party system that currently is no longer uh, available. We, we, we've had to outsource and piece it out differently that uh, it was called Contact Junkie that would uh, do a voicemail drop, a text message, an email, mm -hmm. and it would hit them about 12 times over two days. So wow. voicemail drop, email, text message. Um, now, let me just pause for a moment. So for our Midwest folks, you know, everyone in the Midwest, oh, you know, we're all traditional in the Midwest and old-fashioned and all. L.A., this is like normal stuff. I mean, they get calls from, you know, 
uh, attorneys, they get calls from car dealerships, they get calls from everyone nonstop. I mean, it really is a bit different in LA as it relates to business. So it, 12 times in a matter of two days might equate to six times in your market or eight times in your market. Yeah. Now, I mean, I would tell you for us, very similar to that, if I think of our inside sales team, yeah, they're, they're getting a call every couple hours for at least a couple days. So that's, that's not out of the question. For the most part, we get buried in between other messages that other brokers uh, will, will, will mm -hmm. send. Uh, these guys get creative in LA. I mean, they'll send videos. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they'll go knock the door. They'll, they'll yep. overnight like a, a, a very expensive portfolio and package. And mm -hmm. I mean, they just anything under the sun when they first started getting into that yeah. that sector. And, and in our area, getting creative and doing all these you know glitz and glam things to to get the contact it, it doesn't really work. What works mm -hmm. is the consistency. Yeah, uh, doing it. A lot for the first few days. So calls is number one. Yep. You'd say that's number one. Mm -hmm. And then you guys do it. You do text also. Yep. So what does the text strategy look like? It, it, it literally, and it's a short text. I think mm -hmm. people get really, again, creative or get lost in what am I going to say? Let me say my name is such and such with yeah, this yeah. company. Have mm -hmm. you? It, I've seen paragraphs because I, my clients send them to me, and mm -hmm. the people just literally do like a love letter on a text message. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, it's very simple. The text yeah. message is. Hi, Sue, Eric Delgado here. I noticed your home just came off the market. Would you be kind enough to call me back? I have a couple questions for you. Period. Respect space, respectfully. Yep. Space, Eric Delgado. Okay. Can you repeat that again? Sure. Uh, good morning, Sue. Uh, my name is Eric Delgado. Noticed your property came off our system this morning. Would you be kind enough to call me back? I have a couple questions for you. Period. Yep. Space, respectfully, Eric Delgado. They have no idea why you're reaching out. Mm -hmm. You've got a couple questions. Yep. Very open-ended. Yes. You could have a buyer. You could have an offer. That's exactly right. Who you knows? don't want to lead with, I have a buyer for you. Call me today. Because mm -hmm. they, they're not, I mean, these people, they own homes. A lot yeah. of them own multiple homes. They, they're not oblivious to the fact that you're just fishing and you're trying to mm -hmm. just be authentic and be, be honest and just let them know you really just want to talk to them. And yep. when you do get them on the phone, whether they call you back or they text back, the absolute objective is to set up an appointment to meet them. That's it. You're not going to try to solve the world or let them know why I didn't sell. When can we meet? I'm available in two hours. Are you, yep. are you free? If not, I'm, I'll make myself available whenever they're available. That's yep. the most important thing that day. Okay. Yeah. Are you guys also doing uh, any email, any um, direct mail, anything else besides, besides calling and texting to expireds? So when we first started doing this, because the market was there, um, and it's there now. It's showing up. It's, it's there now. So yeah. we're going to start the print stuff again. We would mail. Yes. Letter because what would happen is if we if these people completely shut us down on the phone uh, and we had the wrong email um, and they just didn't want to deal with anybody that's doing that if they get a letter it, it would actually cause some people to call back. Yep. But that's it. We we, we keep it really lean. Um, yep. It's more of a, a, a lead generation uh, and very little to no marketing. Low cost. No cost. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Love that. What about circle prospecting? I know you guys do a, a great bit of that. So let's talk about that strategy. That's slower. Mm -hmm. um, but it's. It's so slower in terms of the, the results. Return. Yes. Okay. So my guys will do circle prospecting around our listings, mm -hmm. and they'll call. They'll get to like they'll get to about two thousand homeowners, and some of these people are about six months, a year, sometimes years out. So that's more of a long game. Okay. And most of my guys, when you're doing this activity, you, you gotta have some some thick skin or be very versatile yep. because these people are a little dis and they're yeah. not very happy. And so some of our more amiable, mm -hmm. my, my associates that are amiable or, or um, 
you know, they, they just don't do well with that. Yeah. But they can call a bunch of people all day long and generate relationships, throw them into our follow-up boss, yep. and then out comes out some solid leads over the next three to six Got months. Got it. So what I hear you saying is if expireds are a little too fast-paced, a little too aggressive for you, then maybe start with the circle prospecting, yep. which is calling around a new listing and calling around a, or calling around a sale. That's exactly right. And you still will have some people that hang up on you and all of that. Absolutely. But you're calling with some valuable information. You've got a reason for calling. So they're less likely to, and, and they're not getting calls by a bunch of other agents in that moment, like an expired or for sale by owner. So they're probably more likely to, they're probably more talkative. That way of generating business, building your business is a more, a stronger foundation. Mm -hmm. Because you start generating uh, relationships and conversations with people that are gonna raise their hand later down the line and you're gonna follow up with them, to touch base with them once a quarter. Mm -hmm. So by the time, you're probably gonna see, gonna see a return on that for about 18 months, maybe about two years. Yeah. I'll tell you a quick story. Well, you one will get immediate business from it, but yes, on everyone else. Oh, yeah, on, on everyone else, absolutely. And one of the, the more stronger agents in our unit does only circle prospecting and he actually, and he was struggling at the, you know, a few years back yep. when other of our guys are a little more aggressive, a little more drivers would get yeah. the business and he was, it's like, okay, well, this is what I'm gonna do. Yep. And those guys were like, the, the guy or gal in our unit, the tables have turned on, on the, in, in, when it comes to that because now this person has generated so many, his name is Daniel in my team, he happens mm -hmm. to be my brother. He, gets, he has a lot of listings and the guys and gals in our team that um, do the expired and we're looking for the, the win today, that there hasn't been that many expires over the last you know, couple years. So. Yeah. So it's been a more steady, stable steady. way to do it. That's Maybe right. not so immediate, right? Because right. with expireds, you know, you can make 10 contacts and probably get an appointment set for every 10 to 12 contacts Absolutely. when you're at your best. Meaning yes. like if you really master the skill of working expireds, it's about 10 to 12 contacts for every appointment set mm -hmm. because they've already raised their hand and said, we're going to be risk. You know, they've already raised their hand and said, we'll hire an agent. They've already raised their hand and said, we're okay with the sign in the yard. They've already raised their hand and said, we're okay paying commission. So th those are you know, what I would consider lower in the funnel, right? They're, they're, they're ready to go. Um, but just listed, just sold, I mean, you know, it could be argued that they're really cold calls, but with a reason. So that kind of warms it up a little bit. And you're going to get some immediate business, but you're also doing it for future business. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is around listed listings and sales? This is on, oh, percentage-wise? No, no, no. I mean, calling around listings oh, and mostly sales? Mostly listings sold. So listing sold. We, we have it. a much better return because they see our sign. We mm -hmm. know the house. We can yeah. describe it. And instead of having to, you know, go on real list, we know the at the last name. And sometimes mm -hmm. we describe the family. Yep. And so the, the neighbors know the neighbors. So what do you do with the people that, um, you know, don't don't turn anything? Because obviously every now and then you're gonna get someone that says, hey, funny you should call. Yeah, we're thinking about doing something. Mm -hmm. Right, that's really why that business started because of the right. reticular activator that we talked about earlier. Yes. You're going to find someone that was just recently talking about listing or selling their home. That's correct. So what do you do with everyone else that you have a great conversation with, but they're not necessarily ready to do something right now? We send them the same pre-list packet that we send if we were to go on an appointment. They, okay. they get the same thing. It's customized yep. with their information yep. via email. Yep. And if it's, a, if it's one that's expressed that we feel it's going to be within six months and mm -hmm. not like two years, yep. uh, we actually have it delivered over to their home. Got it. We put their data into our, we have three different sources. So we put it on follow-up boss yep. for the campaigns. We put it on um, uh, constant contact. And follow-up boss is a CRM it's for a those who know. Yep. Uh, and we put on our constant contact, which sends them a newsletter every week. 
Okay. And then every Monday we see who's who's opened them up. Yep. And so our ISAs call them and just see how Got can it. we serve you. And so over the years you've been accumulating a lot of. By the way, we call that for those that have been following us for a while. These are people that are in our exchange database, yes. people that you have great conversations with, people that you meet that don't necessarily turn into anything right now, but it is future business. And Eric, you know, you, you and I were probably cut from the same cloth in this. If they weren't ready to do something right now, it's in the trash can. That's right. Well, that's actually a mistake mentality because that's future business. And you can put that somewhere and do something with them, which is what you've just explained. So I'm glad you do that now. Awesome. Um, Talk to me a little bit about your team. I know that one thing that I have recognized in your business is you're really good about leading by example, and that has led to a really good per-person productivity on your team. So That's talk right. to us a little bit about how you've been able to do that. So I'm in production, and do I prospect, lead follow-up, sign agreements. Uh, we have our Slack um, system, and I, I post a video of me prospecting, and then mm -hmm. everybody else jumps on whenever I set up an appointment, because yeah. we also do expired business, and yeah. frankly, we call the same pond of people. Yeah. We put the, the appointment and the name of the, the client on the Slack so that no one else, so that it's tracked, right? Yeah. So if anybody else has, sets it up with them, it's honored. But when the agency that I'm usually the first one in the morning to set up the appointment with a cold piece of business, our agents are for the most part newer. They're with us because they want us to help them build a foundation. They get motivated and inspired. I think that the team, uh, it, it, it's going to move at the speed of its leader, mm -hmm. and uh, so I'm in it. You know, I enjoy the activity. Yeah. I, I like the competition. I actually get a kick. You asked me, so what's something that I might not know about you? And I, I said, I get a kick out of competing. Yeah. I want to compete. Mm -hmm. When you know, when people are interviewing five to eight people, first of all, that's way too much. And I tell the seller sometimes, I'm like, that's too much. But I, I like knowing that I competed against five other agents, and I got hired for the business. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It gets me off. It's a good feeling. Yeah. yeah. I love it. For sure. Awesome. Thank you for taking time to join Jeff, Sue, and Eric today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify, and subscribe today. Until next time.